And if you listen and hear people and you really get to their business fears, like you cannot be a business owner and not have fear. Ready to spend 15 minutes with the experts you admire? Need strategy sessions from thought leaders brought directly to your ears? Welcome to the Sprocket Talk 15-Minute Strategy Podcast, where every week George B. Thomas uncovers the challenges that sales, marketing, and service professionals face. And of course, the strategies to help them overcome their biggest hurdles. So sit back and set your sights on growth with these bite-sized conversations filled with pure strategy gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast. Hey, Sprocketeers, it's your boy, George B. Thomas, and we're back with, yes, another episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast, where we try to deliver you some strategy, well, of course, in 15 minutes. Today, we're going to talk about sales, but before I dive into the deep end of the pool, Jill, welcome to the Sprocket Talk 15-Minute Strategy Podcast. Why don't you let the Sprocketeers, the viewers, the listeners, know who you are, what you do, and where you do it. Thank you for having me, George. I'm Jill, a.k.a. Jilly Frat. Don't try to say Jill Bradiani. Uh, I am a channel account manager at HubSpot, which is a fancy term for partner sales. And I do it from home in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and our office is in Cambridge. Yeah, being able to work from home is amazing. Trust me, I love it. But today, I do want to dive into the sales side of things. So, Jill, when you think about a modern day sales rep in this digital world that most of us live in, what are some of the foundational pieces that we need to understand so that we can carry on a conversation today? Number one, you're no longer in sales. You may carry a quota and your company may, uh, they may rely on you being a person that is revenue generating, but you are no longer in sales. You are to be helping people, you are to be listening, you are to be consultative, no matter what it is you're selling. That's a foundational, it's just a change. You're no longer in sales. The other thing that I would say for modern day selling is you have to really connect with people on a personal level, whether or not it's a personalized email or personalized video. I mean, partly why we're on here today is I'm such a raging fan of yours because you really put yourself out there. You know, like you just, you put yourself out there, you make these amazing videos. You know more about my product probably than I do. I watch your videos to learn about how people are finding value in HubSpot. So I think you have to really connect with people. And I think you have to be uniquely yourself, right? In sales, we do have scripts and we have to memorize talking points, not because we're robots. I know sometimes we get that confused, but we, we do have to memorize our language. We have to memorize our products. Um, but then you have to find a way to be genuinely yourself and then people will connect with you. I love that. The first thing that I want to pick out for the Sprocketeers is at the very beginning, Joe, you talked about, it's almost a mindset set shift of it's not really about sales. It is about generating revenue. It is about consulting and being human and being authentic. And to be honest, in the episodes that we've done thus far, the word consulting has really not come up that much. So when you think of sales, and this kind of consulting mindset, where do you lean into? What do you think of? What should the Sprocketeers be embracing if they want to move from what might be old school sales to this consultive model? A consultive model really is just that. You have to really, really care about your prospects and your customers' goals. You have to really care. You know, if you're selling marketing services, it's actually not about marketing. It's about what is really important to them what's going to make their business grow. And it has to be a part of you. 
you know, and if it's not, it's going to come across that it's not. And also something that's really interesting in the consultative sale, you don't have to be the expert on everything. Uh, in fact, the best and in, in top sales reps I knew, I, I, I started off the world of sales and insurance, which is commission-only sales, and it is brutal. But the guys that were really, really successful had no ego and kept experts around them, right? And they were an expert in listening to what the client really needed and pulling in people who match that. You know, I, I find that a lot of times, like, I think about our product now at HubSpot. When we started, we were a marketing software, right? Very kind of one-dimensional. Now... We are in CRM, we're in services. I mean, it's so big that one human, including myself who sticks at it all day, like you can't know the intricacies of, of everything and how it applies to someone's business. So I have to constantly rely on, you know, pulling in a manager or a sales manager or a partner or someone else who's going to be able to help them. So like the real key is being able to listen to what they need, talk less, you know, go by the 80-20 rule, make sure that they're talking more, make sure that you're answering the right questions and you're getting to the heart of why you're having that conversation today. That's like the heart of a consultative sales process. And then once you know what brought them to you, what really matters if their business grows, like do they have to let people go if nothing changes this year? That's a really difficult thing for a business owner to have to do. Do you have to like get to that in order to understand, okay, well, what solution are we going to architect that's going to help you? So when you got started with this kind of uh, framework, this model, because I know this is exactly what you do, you consult folks, were there some hurdles or some mistakes that you made at the beginning that you would want to warn the sprocketeers of like, look, as you start to shift your mindset, as you shift gears, make sure you watch out that you don't do these things or that you do do these things. I make mistakes every single day. <laughs> constantly making mistakes. And I think knowing that is okay. I think one of the best things you can do is record your calls and listen to what you're doing. Because one of the things that I've had a challenge with as my career has progressed is I like know so many things. I like know all the things. People start talking and I start assuming things. People start talking and I want to start prescribing things before I like really listen to them. And as you, you know, it's like, it's it's challenging because I've been down the road and I'm so blessed to have been down so like thousands and thousands of business calls I've had over 10 working at HubSpot for 10 years. And I started listening to my calls and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like Chatty McGee on this thing. Like, where's my consultative sale? Where's like pause? So I think, um, and, and I grew up, uh, I, I actually went to school for music, school undergrad and master's. And I, I rely on a lot of that training and when I wanted to be the best violist I could be, the hardest thing to do is to record yourself and listen, because when you record yourself, you can't mess up. I apply that same principle to my sales calls now. And my manager and I, we have, we have this really cool technology that we've partnered with, Gong, um, that actually, you know, records our calls and gives you transcripts and tells, it gives you a heat map on like, you're talking and, and I'll just even look at the heat map even sometimes when I don't have enough time and I'll go, oh my gosh, I was talking the whole time. I know it was a demo and people want to just like see features and stuff, but like people are disengaged on an internet call if you're talking the whole time. They're going to be checking Slack. They're going to be checking their text messages. Like, I don't know if that helps, but I make mistakes all day. And yeah. I think the you know, that's the best way to overcome it. That absolutely helps. As a matter of fact, I think that's magical advice because there's a couple things in there. First of all, Sprocketeers, this is probably the rewind section. Rewind and listen to that. The fact that you can have voice heat maps 
to quickly see, oh, I talked more than them. I need to talk less. And the understanding that what Jill's talking about is that it's about discovering what they need, not you presenting how smart you are, right? Because sure, you're smart, but you can only be smart when you're not assuming that they're actually the same as somebody that you've helped historically before. And so you've got to stop, listen, and let them talk. I love that part. So Joe, here's the thing. You're, you're, we're sitting here, we're listening, we're recording our calls, which by the way, a funny little story. My wife once asked me, why do you listen to yourself? Why do you listen to your podcast? Why do you watch all your videos? And I want to just take an, a, a sports analogy a great football player, a great basketball player, they will watch the tapes over and over. Look at this. Yeah, there you go. Number 40. They'll look at the tapes over and over again. And you as a modern day sales rep, as a marketer, as somebody, anybody listening to this that is trying to drive that revenue, if you want to become the best you that you can become, watch those tapes, listen to those recordings. So, and, and the, the name of the software again, Jill, was? Gong. Gong. Yeah, you may want to check that out. You, or if you have something else like these Zoom calls, we can record those. We can watch those back. So, Jill, what are some myths? Because you started out, it's interesting. I wanted to dive a little bit deeper, but I wanted to wait for a second. You started out about like you're not in sales anymore, right? You're, you, you're this person. What are some myths about sales, especially digital sales, or if you're selling in kind of a SaaS or you know, membership model or things like that that you've seen people have run, to, run into that have kind of just flubbed their whole system up because this is what they thought it had to be. Enjoying this podcast? Make sure you show the love. Go to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and leave a review. Help us become the strongest strategy podcast on the internet. Get access to hidden episodes and bonus content. Head over to sprockettalk.com forward slash strategy. So the myths exist because sometimes they're true, <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, this is hard. Like when you're on the receiving end, it can, you can really sometimes feel someone's quota on you when they're badgering you to buy, okay? And the art of it comes into play when they don't feel that. They feel like it's time to get started today, not because it's my quota. Not because it's, you know, whatever. Now, month end and quarter end and year end, like these are natural things that businesses evaluate. So I actually don't think there's an issue of being like, well, it's, it's year end, like what do you, like, but if it's about them, right? Like every business is reevaluates themselves every quarter. Did you evaluate yourself this quarter? You know, year end is coming up. Do you need to spend money for your accountant? Do you need to save it for next year? Like, what are you doing about your goals when it's about their goals? And then when it is like, when you ask when someone's going to get started today, like, are you ready to get started today? That can be a non, a myth is that that like, depending on how it's delivered, it could come across as very salesy. But when you ask someone if they're ready to get sales started today and they say, no, you're going to hear the stuff that you missed. Like, no, actually, like, you know, we've got all this other stuff going on and I don't have time to do it. And that's when you go, okay, like I missed something like you said your goal was you needed to hit this revenue by next quarter what is changing until we get there so one of the myths is like it's hard you know it's, it's a tough thing the myths exist in sales I, I said this morning to my husband I was <laughs> I was laughing because my husband has a small business and I looked at them and I was he said something about and I was like you're the leads aren't weak you're weak you know like Al, Alex Baldwin <laughs> he started laughing like 
So they, they exist because they're real. And a revenue generating role is not for the faint of heart. It is hard, you know, and sometimes people look at the sales guys that make it all this money, you know, and the myth is that like somehow it comes out of nowhere. I'll, I'll tell you right now, like you can get lucky once in a while, but a consistently well-run career is an orchestrated, masterful thing. And it is not for the faint of heart. So sometimes the myth is like, oh, these sales guys, just, oh, you know, they're all about money. And it's like, believe me, if you're all about money, you aren't lasting in sales for 10 years. I mean, it has to be important, but it is brutal, right? It is a brutal, brutal it can be very brutal. There's a lot of change that you have to um, endure. There's a lot of change I've had to go, have had to go through over the last 10 years. So I don't know if that helps dispel any of the myths, but like the biggest one is like, you know, salespeople just being pushy because they want to sell. And you know what? If you don't want to be the salesperson, don't be pushy just because you want to sell. Do the right thing. And the karma if you're doing all of your sales activities, will come come back to you in the end. I love that. Do the right thing. The karma will come back every around. time. Yeah. And what I hear too, is it's about consistent hard work. Consistent hard work is what pays off. And consulting is hard work because it's forcing you to come out of what the normal of you just say this, then you say this, and then you ask them if they want to buy versus what we've talked about on this episode. The word that I want to pull out and really kind of my last question as we start to close up this 15 minute strategy podcast, I should have named it the 55 minute strategy podcast, I swear. But as we wrap this up, the word that I want to pull out that I heard you kind of dancing around and talking about was because you talked about goals and, and you talked about, you know, them being able to understand almost where they're going. But there was this urgency, like how do you mm. get in this modern day sales role or, or, or even revenue generating role? How do you connect the urgency of what they need to do with the place that they're trying to get to. So it comes back, there was a saying that I said to one of my partners and I need to write it down. You know, we don't shock and awe people until they feel uh, listened, they feel like they've been listened to and heard. And if you listen and hear people and you really get to their business fears, like you cannot be a business owner and not have fear of not making payroll or not making your goals or wanting to be better than you were before, or even if it's a lifestyle business, that's okay. It's like, I wanna keep my lifestyle, right? If you don't get to what drives people, you will never have urgency. You won't, you won't have natural urgency. You'll have discounted urgency. You'll have like, oh, I'll try it urgency. But you will not have, man, like, you're right. We need to do this or stuff isn't gonna change. I love that. You, the urgency when done right, it's the buy-in. It's the buy-in that you need. It makes the thing that you're selling sticky. It makes you the expert, even though you've had to pull experts around you in. Jill, this has been amazing. If the Sprocketeers want to connect with you, if they want to learn more, just chat or maybe even meet you at Inbound next year. Where do you want to send them? That'd be great. Um, so I am... I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter at the Spicy Legume. Um, I have a business Facebook page. It's like one of my goals to make it a little bit better. I also have a website, JillFrediani.com. Uh, I go by Pigeon, you know, Facebook, text message. I, I communicate on all the things. I love it. She says, I'm on all the things. Sprocketeers, remember, <laughs> be quiet, listen more, talk less, be authentic. And remember, you're not in sales. You're just helping your company generate more revenue. Work on those things and we'll see you in the next episode.
Did you enjoy this episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast? We'd love to know. Leave a rating and written review wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And keep that learning going by visiting sprockettalk.com. Sign up for your free membership. And in that membership area, you can find bundled episodes where we combine like strategies to help you grow better, make the world better, and share this episode with your friends and coworkers who may be battling this same obstacle. You can always reach out to George B. Thomas on Twitter with questions or guest suggestions or just to talk about your favorite Marvel superhero. Now go out into the world and leverage this strategy for your success. And we'll see you in the next episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast.